Hi guys, welcome to the very first episode of the new year of Beauty Pop. I'm Victoria with Jen. Happy New Year, everybody. We are four days into the new year as we're recording this. So um, I hope everyone had a great New Year's Eve. Did you? I know, Jen, I feel so bad even bringing this up (laughs) because Jen was homesick. (laughs) I was. You know what? I'm hoping, though, that I get it all out of my system because um, I haven't been like laid out sick. Like it wasn't COVID. It wasn't the flu. It's just been enough to be annoying. And yeah. like you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, that feeling where you're like, what's going on? What's going on? And then I had really pretty on New Year's Eve. What kept me home was I had a double eye infection. How did you even um, get that? Because I've never even heard of that. Okay. okay. So... <laughs> There's a story. A story? And, <laughs> no, well, I don't. I probably, if you think about it, no, I don't know. Um, I was doing a lot of cleaning during my Christmas break, mm-hmm. and I cleaned out my office, which hasn't been cleaned out like fully. I'm talking shredding papers, you know, going through drawers, going through closets, and my because I only have a two bedroom house. That second bedroom gets a lot of everything, oh, right? Sure. And I've got yeah. a studio in there. It's like it's just everything, and so there's a lot of different things I had to go through: books and papers, and you know, ugh. And so I know I kicked up some dust because I was dusting things that hadn't been dusted in forever. And so I originally thought that I was just getting allergies, but then I found out that. Um, someone I'd been with before in the week had pink eye. Oh, and oh so no. when my eyes started to hurt, I was like, oh, it's probably just that I was kicking up dust and, you know, a shower will fix that. So, you know, away I went, I ended up having to call the eye doctor. He never confirmed if it was pink eye or not, but definitely, but I had two swollen eyes. It could have been allergies. We don't know. He gave me, um, steroid drops. However, that cost $56. I think that's a lot. Wow. Um, but they've helped. I'm still kind of blinking funny, but they helped and I'm feeling better. It's just, it's a slow progress. You know how, when you don't ever actually get really sick, you just feel like you've spent days sniffling Yeah, and it you gets kind of wish it would just but hit a peak, you know, and then go away. I'm thinking, you know, kind of like in high school, I didn't peak in high school. I peaked after I, I'm not going to peak on new year's. I'm going to peak during the year. So there you go. <laughs> maybe I'm looking at it as good luck and I will definitely pop a bottle of champagne when I'm feeling better to like toast the new year. What did you do? You were actually out and feeling fine. We, we, we actually went out and because it had been three years of us sitting at Mm -hmm. home on the couch. So I I said to Lewis, I was like, we've got to go out. I don't care where we go. We're We're going somewhere. Mm -hmm. And luckily in the apartment complex that we live in, it's like a mixed use space of, you know, retailers and restaurants and apartments. And so one of the restaurants... And not to blow the whistle on you, but you totally live in the Situations Old Apartment Building. So Yeah, if you're you a fan of Jersey Shore, you saw, there. yes, you saw a whole lot of where I live with Lauren <laughs> and Mike, and they did live here. Right. And we found out when we first moved in here, down here from Manhattan, we found out that Ronnie and Sam lived here too. And I had Ew, just... together? Yes. And I had just wow. rewatched the original Jersey Shore and I like mm-hmm. just binged through it before the holidays out of total boredom. I guess before holiday movies started, I had nothing to watch. So I had gone through all <laughs> those old seasons and I-, I was like, so at the end of the Ron and Sam drama, when they, they end the show, they are, they've broken up, they've gotten back together. They're together. They live together. That's the only thing that they allude to is that, you know, we're, we're living together. And then when they get to, when the show comes back like five years later and they all go to Miami for the first family vacation and Sam's not there, Ron says, well, we were living together and we, you know, it didn't work out and blah, blah, blah. Well, basically 
Ron can't keep it in his pants, as we know. But they were living so he was cheating here on her again. Yeah, they were living mm-hmm. here in the village where I live, and we found out from a bartender at there's a little wine bar which was also filmed in in Jersey Shore where they Dina goes, oh, we're going to the classy part of town, and so they were. <laughs> that's literally what she says. I'm like, oh god. So they were at they were at a wine bar that's also here in the complex, and one of the bartenders there said, oh yeah, when Ron and Sam lived here, like they fought all the time, and the guy was telling, <laughs> and I was like, well, that's pretty in keeping. That's on brand for them. And definitely so, and so he said one night he was locking up and the wine bar closes at like two in the morning or two thirty in the morning it's like the latest closing place around here he said he heard people screaming in the parking lot and there were no other cars it was just like his car he's locking up and it was a midweek thing like he said it was t- it was really bizarre and it was ron and sam screaming at each other in the <laughs> middle of the parking lot and sam's like walking away ron stop and you know like the whole thing and he's chasing her and screaming and they said <sighs> yeah this this bartender was just like it was it was the train wreck that was the show that's why everybody watched Gosh. oh and, and it then was here's, their real life but it was their real life Thankfully, yeah. they're not together anymore, and he's been, you know, he's gone on. Well, he already got rid of the new fiance, and so I don't right. even know. She's done. Is he even what was ever- her name like Panda Bear or something? Something like that. Is she ever? <laughs> is he ever coming back to the show? Because all he's posting, I don't know. Is he even on social media anymore? I yeah, don't even see all him on Instagram. He all does? he's posting. Oh, it, yeah, the only thing he's been posting lately are pictures of him, like old pictures from the cast. Oh, so maybe he's coming back. I mean, he's coming back. Either that or he's super They're, thirsty and he wants to come back like a housewife yeah. who's been he's fired. Like, I'll take any of you old used up yeah. Jersey Shore fans. Like, you know, when the housewives get fired, they're like thirstier than ever. And they're like that's desperate it. to get back on the show. <laughs> maybe that's how Ron is. But here's one last tidbit. And I'm sorry, you can fast forward through this. We're going to get to beauty stuff in a minute if you're not a Jersey Shore fan. Don't fast so, forward. It's good stuff. It is. It is true. Start watching Jersey Shore. That's the answer. Then get on our yeah. page. So the other night we're walking into the same little, uh, it's, it's like a, like a gastro pub kind of place. It's where we were yeah. for New Year's Eve. So we went back on Monday night cause everything else was closed and we didn't realize it cause New Year's day was observed on Monday instead of right. Friday. So I didn't, we didn't plan for that. And that was the only place open. I'm like, okay. So we walk in and as we're about to walk in, this guy comes walking out. It's like double, you know, double set of doors. And he's just kind of like. I mean, he was just kind of rude. Like he he didn't acknowledge us. Like he just kind of pushed the door open after Lewis was already starting to open it. And he kind of just plowed mm-hmm. by us. And I was like, okay, whatever. And there was this girl behind him. And she she was very like kind of, I would say meek It is like the personality I would give her. And she was kind of yeah. like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like her head was down. Then she pulled her hoodie over her head. I mean, it was raining and they went outside to smoke. So like that was normal. But she was just very like, you know, like smiley and kind of like apologizing for him, but like not real. Like it was weird. Something was going on. So I, we got through the doorway and we're waiting for the waitress to seat us. And I'm like, why does that girl look so familiar? Tell me and it was I, Angelina. No, better. Well, oh. in a different way. But like, it took me a minute. And then I'm like, it's Paula. It's Mike the Situation's girlfriend before Lauren, who was on the show. Oh. It was Paula. And it took me a minute because she looks older now, but not, I mean, she looks the she same. Is. I mean, she looks the same essentially, but she looks, you know, like she had kind of a baby face back then. So she looks like more yeah. adult, but it was completely her. And I'm like, and it makes sense because she 
she lived right near where the situation grew up, which is only oh, like Oh, that is so funny. So you ran into the ex. I mean, it was like, it took me a second, maybe. And then it made me realize. Props I'm like, to you for recognizing I'm her, really by good the at way. that. That's good. I'm really, You're really good at that. I, I need, really good I at need that. to be better at that. <laughs> I am very, very good at that. Like when I had to work red carpets and interview celebrities and stuff, like I'd see the randoms coming five miles down the road. I'm like, all right, you that knew person who was in one episode of blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, like I'm good like that. So then I realized, I'm like, oh, maybe she thought that I recognized her and that's why she was acting so strange. Oh, maybe. And I'm like, because, you know, how does she not know that Mike- should have called her Lauren. <laughs> I know, right? But you know what? I wonder if she even knows that Mike lived here. She must know. I'm sure she watched the she, show. If she watched the show and you know she was probably all over that. If you did a show and you didn't do a show anymore and your ex-boyfriend was on that show, you're going to watch it. And, and he kind of, honestly, like he- she was really good to him and he yeah. and like and having just rewatched all those episodes i realized what a terrible guy he, he used to be he was not a good guy i'm happy that he seems fine he with awful. lauren and he was very he was always really nice in the elevators and the hallways and stuff and the staff here really liked him he was very polite and friendly but I realized, I'm like, oh, my God, he was the worst boyfriend ever. Yeah. And then remember. I think so. I think he was not a good person. I don't no. think he was a good friend. I think no. that he was really deep into that addiction. Yeah. And he was believing his own press, which is always oh, yeah. a bad combination. Yeah. Um, Because I remember watching that show going, how could anybody? And now you watch. Now, if you do watch the new version, the family vacation where they're all older and he's been sober for, I think, five or six years now. Yeah. You love him. He's oh, funny. Yeah, he's, he's great. You know, he's still great. Yeah. But man, he was nasty for a while. Ugh. Yeah. And I always felt bad for Paula because he dumped her basically because she made a bunch of crude jokes. Remember, yeah. like, that's basically like what he, I mean, he was obviously looking for something to get rid of her, you know, based he on. He just wanted out. He wanted out. But like, he really, I mean, he did her dirty on national TV. It was actually, at that point, the show was so popular. It, that was international TV. Right. That spawned something for like sure. 40, people watch that show everywhere. Yeah, there are like thirty or forty knockoffs it versions in every country. Yeah. Like it's it's wild. But um, yeah. So I thought I, you're my only friend who watches the show. So I knew you would appreciate <laughs> that. I'm very excited. That was a very nice brush with um, well, like a D list celebrity. So that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I can spot all the lists: D list, D minus, F. That's why I need you in L.A. with me, so you can oh like God. show people are so undercover here, like. I, I know. I mean, you can go to Trader Joe's and you can see people and then you're like, but I don't even pay attention. Yeah. It's I mean, I lived in New uh, York for a really long time. And that the thing about New York is people don't, tr celebrities don't try to hide in New York. It, it's because yeah. they know no one's going to bother them. You know, I mean, if, you, right. if now, if they go to a real touristy place, then sure, everyone from the Midwest is going to be going up and approaching and saying, can I have a picture? Can I do, you know, so. But the New York vibe is not really to bug people. No. So it's, mm -mm. you know. Yeah. The New York vibe is like, we're New Yorkers. Don't get in our way because yeah. we're always Just running late. Moving. So yeah, the train yeah. will screw you over. The bus will screw you. Like we're always running late. So just stay out of our way. Like that's, <laughs> I don't care who you are. Thank you, George Clooney, Leo, DiCaprio, whatever. We don't care. Just stay out of our way because you're making Just me keep later. keep moving, keep going. Yeah. Late for a reservation. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so that was our New Year's. Um, D How exciting. New Year's on the D list. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So you need Kathy Griffin there or something. Yes, I know, right? So we are going to do a little since it's the first show of the new year. We figured we would kind of maybe recap some stuff that we bought in 2022, some products that we talked about on on the podcast, and um, I think we, yeah, I think we addressed all of them actually. Now that I think about it, because I have two. 
So new mm-hmm. products, new, new to you, new to your beauty world. What was your biggest star of 2022? My product of the year, if you listen to this podcast, I mention it all the time, is is su- a super bargain find because you can get it at Target. You can get it at Amazon. I'm looking right now. Target has it listed for $4.99. So it's not going to cost you a lot of money. But even with this crazy eye infection, it has not upset my eyes. And I'm not able to wear eyeliner right now. So I'm just wearing the mascara. And I feel like it still looks good. I feel like I'm not missing anything. Essence Lash Princess False Lash Effect Mascara. It's the bomb. Do we still say that? It's my jam. Do we say that? Sure. Uh, and Whatever I've turned you want. everybody in my life onto it. We say it all because I've turned everybody in my life onto it because it is very inexpensive. And I think it is the best mascara that I have used. And I, there are some that I love, like from Lancome and others that are really good. But I find for your money, all in all, that is the best product that I found this year. And yeah, I put it in everybody's Christmas stocking. That's such for a the great holidays idea. So that everybody could try yeah, it. That's yeah, that's a great idea. I, I went to Target after we did that first episode where you where you mentioned it, um, I went to Target and totally blanked on the name. And I and mm-hmm. I think that you were on the air and I didn't want to bother you with like, what's the name of that mascara again? <laughs> You're talking about important things. <laughs> but yeah, so so Essence is the brand. Essence is the brand. Okay. Lash Princess and its false eyelash effect. Mascara. I have to get it's- back to Target and try it. It's great. And you can buy it in any formula. I've tried, I bought the four pack, which had different formulas in it at Ulta. It was 10 bucks. So I got four full size mascaras for $10. And, um, but the one you liked the most was the, I still like the original. It's the one with the blue package. It's just the regular formula. It's not the, the waterproof, but that's just my preference because my eyes are sensitive and sometimes waterproof just upsets me. This one didn't so much, but I think I'm just PTSD around waterproof sure. mascara. Well, and waterproof so. mascara, which, you know, we talked about on when we were, we did a whole episode on mascaras. But I mean, for me, I have to wear waterproof because my lashes are mm-hmm. so straight. I don't have anything on right now. They're so right. straight that I look like my brother, unless I wear, I'm like, like my brother and I look a lot alike. <laughs> Everyone always thinks we're twins, but like, it's like, you can't tell us apart unless I wear mascara. So, yeah. So I definitely have to try your recommendation. <laughs> Got some on definition here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I have to try that one for sure. But um, that's, and what about you? What did you like best? You know, my two, I'm, I'm a bit boring, but my two favorite new additions, and I have a bathroom full of stuff that, you know, mm-hmm. as you do as well, we acquire these things <laughs> all the time. And I just got a bunch of, uh, I and you've got the FabFitFun box, right? So you're getting more I, stuff. Got a lot of stuff, but I also got a lot of beauty stuff for Christmas oh, this year. So okay. I have a lot to try. I have some new Mac products that I'm excited to try because I haven't tried Mac in a while. I was just going to say I'm excited for that because I have yeah. not, Mac has not been in my world maybe 10 years. I know. Not lately, but I got a bunch of things that I'm excited to try. I got some new skincare from Lancome and even from Estee Lauder, which I know sounds like your mom's brand, right. but I'm going to try them and see. Um, so we'll see. I, I'll, I'll do a little experimenting. Typically, those kinds of gifts I might take back um, and try to get something that I'm more familiar with. But I decided for the sh- for the podcast, we're going to we'll try them and see how they go. This is the type of dedication I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate I, you know, I, I appreciate the confidence you've bestowed upon. No, I honestly, though, I can't wait to hear especially about the Mac stuff, because mm-hmm. that has you know, until you mentioned it, I don't even think I've thought about Mac for a long time. Yeah, I, really pretty lip kits. And um, I think I got a, 
uh, a highlighter. So I'll I'll be going. I've I've unpacked it. I've added it to my stash of stuff. Great. So I'll start trying it and see and get back to you guys. Excellent. On that. I can't wait for okay. that. So back to you. So I didn't mean to buy. So bypass. Oh no, it's fine. Um. So my two products are both Chanel, and I have never. I have always had. I mean, I mean, I guess I've had a bit of a prejudice, a prejudice against. Um, makeup or against fashion brands that get into mm-hmm. the beauty space, right? right? So like Victoria Beckham, I have not tried any of her stuff yet, but it gets a lot of amazing reviews. So I know that she is creeping into the beauty space more and more and it's and it's mm-hmm. people are giving a good reception to it. I have never trusted brands like Dior or now Dior has gotten in, into the beauty space in a in a in a legitimate way with some of their products. But like I've I would never be the one until now. I've not been the one who's like, yeah, I need to pay $85 for a bottle of foundation from Chanel. Right. Because right. you're paying for the label. And that's always and the been bottle. yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's always been, you know, my my issue with those types of brands. When Giorgio Armani got into beauty, you know, that I remember seeing that I was in, it was working on fifth Avenue in the city and I went into Saks and like all of a sudden there was this new display of Giorgio Armani and they had that first uh, luminous silk foundation, which is a very light, it it became a huge star for them. And a lot of celebrities started using it, you know, or makeup artists would use it on celebrities. And it's, I used it for a while. It was nice. It's a very lightweight foundation. It's, you have to really layer it on, you know, but it has like a nice glow to it, but it wasn't something, and it was expensive, but it wasn't something that I Mm -hmm. thought like, oh, I need to keep this in my life until I went into Ulta, which is not even a store. I don't want to, no offense to Ulta, but I have a really beautiful new Sephora near me. That's my preference. But sometimes the way traffic is in New Jersey, you, you can't make a left turn. I don't know if you've ever driven in Jersey, but it's one of these things that you literally can, you could go miles and miles and there is no way for you to make a left turn. It's, How do you have NASCAR races? Well, that's all going left, right? Yeah. Do we, that's I don't even think turns. we, yeah, do good. we even have, right? Do we even have a NASCAR track in Jersey? I don't know. I don't know, but it but made we me should laugh because you state. think that went through. You're like left turn. Oh yeah. That's all they do. Yeah. Still going left. Yeah. So, um, but that's funny because that's what we actually, yeah, we should, we should be the state like that allows that. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, so it's it's so sometimes I have to my point is sometimes I get forced into the Ulta, which is on, you know, which is just heading in the direction of my apartment. So sometimes I'll run More in convenient. there. Yeah, and but I think it honestly, I feel like it's a junk store. It just no. it's not like it has some prestige brands. Everything in the middle is like a makeshift kind of like beauty supply store, lots of hair mm-hmm. products and like I don't know. I just, I'm not, and then it's like drugstore stuff. So it kind of, I'm yeah. kind of like, well, I could go to CVS for this and it's more organized. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a huge, I know there are a lot of people seem to prefer Ulta over Sephora. I don't know why. I think Sephora is just easier to navigate, but whatever. So anyway, so I went mm-hmm. into Ulta to get Lewis some, uh, I use Clinique for men. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to add that to my list. If your man needs a really nice skincare line and has maybe combination skin, which is what Lewis had, I got him mm-hmm. the Clinique for Men. It's a hydrogel and it's just a moisturizer. His skin is completely 
gorgeous and glowing. Like his skin is literally, he just went to the dermatologist last week and and his dermatologist was like, wow, your skin looks amazing. Like, what are you doing? That's great. He's like Clinique for men. My wife found it for me. So a little bit of a scrub and from Clinique as well. And then the hydrogel, it's great. So anyway, so I was going into Ulta for that and they had this brand new big Chanel display right in the front of the store and Mm -hmm. they had not carried Chanel there until this moment. So I guess Chanel just cut a deal or recently cut a deal with Ulta stores. So they had this whole display of Chanel number one and it's a foundation and it's a moisturizer. It's a whole line. And so I was looking for something that was a little bit more coverage than the Charlotte Tilbury light wonder, which is fine, but it's just not enough. And it wipes kind of swipes off your face easily. So I was really looking for a new foundation. And I asked one of the girls working there and I said, so I'm open to trying whatever, give me a sample of whatever, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to commit to a whole bottle. And she was like, you really need to try the Chanel number one. It's incredible. And it literally is. It is the best foundation I've ever used. I absolutely love it, love it, love it. It's slightly on the matte side for me. So I add from Dior show, they they have glow drops. So I add a few glow drops, mix it in, and then it gives you the perfect coverage and a little bit of that glow. But it is Mm -hmm. incredible. So Chanel number one. Now, one thing I will say, because I also bought the Chanel number one moisturizer, that was terrible. So, and I'm sure it just didn't work on my chemistry with my skin, but it- Yeah, so much of it is personal with your skin yeah, and all but that But the stuff. Chanel yeah. number one, the moisturizer, it pilled all over my face immediately, which drives me nuts. Ugh, it had the- I hate it, that. It, supposedly i don't know what the scent was but it was so heavily fragranced and it's a flower that's the main some red carnelia flower something like that is the name of it mm-hmm. that where they draw you know all the science from for this line it was way too strong of a smell for me for moisturizer yeah. and when it's on your face you're just smelling it all day long so that was right turn. i did not like that um but what I but did, Chanel number one, I gotta try it. Maybe that'll be on my list of things to try this year. Yeah, because right now I'm doing the Nars thing. I that's still my number one foundation, and I love it. But I'm always up to try something new just to see. I mean, you always want to test, of course, test the other options, out and especially there. So when new stuff out. comes out. You know, Chanel has yeah. had foundation obviously for years, but this apparently because I was starting, I started to read up on like the science behind it and why it's a different formula and all this other stuff. And the the nice thing about it because you and I both tend to have like, you know, some dry sensitive skin. Right. I and you know I wear makeup like once a week and so I always end up sleeping in my makeup. The next day, <laughs> you're the next day after using this foundation, my skin feels like I had just moisturized it. So that's awesome. It's it's, it's really good. It is a little pricey. It's, I think it's in the 70s, you know, in the $70 rate, $75, something like that. But if it with foundation, I think that's one of your investment yes. pieces because you aren't using a ton of it. If right. you use it in the right way and if it's a good formula, it's going to last you yes. for several months. Yeah. So if you are going to invest, that's the kind of the place where you want to go. You want that really good foundation and that canvas for what you're going absolutely put on and you don't need that much because it is medium right. coverage so a little bit does go a long way so mm-hmm. i just use it with a stippling brush and it looks natural and it and it i'm very very happy with it that's my number one purchase yeah. from 2022 when i returned the chanel number one moisturizer um there was another uh, another girl at ulta who helped me and i said this is just not working for me. And she said, well, I have really sensitive skin and I use the Hydra line from Chanel. Okay. And I said, okay, I'll try that. That's wonderful. And I use that all the time mm-hmm. and I love it. It's a, it's a gel cream. So it has a really cool 
and very cooling kind of texture to it. And so it kind right. of, it goes on. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like a 50, 50 split between a gel and a light cream moisturizer. And so when it, and it absorbs really well. Um, it, it, the next day I still feel moisturized, you know, I still feel mm-hmm. hydrated. So the, it'll be an interesting test right now. It's so warm on the, we're, I'm in New Jersey and on the East coast and it's so warm right now. We haven't had winter yet. We had two days that were really cold on Christmas Eve and Christmas day. And other than that, mm-hmm. it's like, it's in the sixties today. So oh my gosh, that's warmer than where I, I am. <laughs> know, right. It's kind of wild. So we're, I, I haven't tested the gel cream yet in like really cold weather, because I mm-hmm. tend to, you know, my skin lets me know right away, uh-oh, this is not enough moisture or, you know. Yeah, I, we need, we're drying out here. Yes, you got to go for the big guns. And then th- then I'll go to like the <laughs> night cream, you know, like that's when you know it, you have dry skin is if you're wearing night cream during the day in the winter. For sure. So that's kind of what has happened to me. But those are my two, those are my two picks for the year. And, um, you know, props to Chanel. I mean, they made me a believer and I have been the biggest skeptic, especially of Chanel, really. And, you know, when Karl mm-hmm. Lagerfeld was running things, I was like, you know, this is just it feels like a money grab to get into that beauty space. And Victoria Beckham is very deliberate with her, and intentional with her products as she rolls them out, you know, and it just did. Mm-hmm. It just felt like the house of Chanel was just like, let's do this. Let's do jewelry. Trying to get let's into the-, the main and just make some money. Yeah. Yep. But whoever's I'm in charge to of know beauty, because I worked. have been intrigued by their packaging and their ads. And so I, I'm really glad that you've tried it out because I do want to try that foundation. My mom really likes the, um, the, oh, that, well, that's Dior actually the Dior, um, the lip gloss. It's not Chanel though. It's the Dior. Have you tried that one? It's like a, it's a really beautiful case mm-hmm. and it's a sheer lipstick. And she is a huge fan. She's got that for Christmas, speaking of holidays and was so excited because it's expensive. These designer, yeah. these more designer brands are expensive, but she's a huge fan of that, that light semi sheer lipstick that they have, but wrong is it the brand. one with the, no, no, it's fine. Is that the one? Like it, you pull the tube up and it has like a little knob at the top of the tube. Yep. Yeah. I have she's one of those in like a very that. sheer pink. Um, mm-hmm. I like a lot of the Dior lip stuff. Every time it's I really, it's good stuff. Yeah. And every time, like we, when we went to the Gracie awards last May, um, I wanted to do a nude lip because I was doing like, you know, more like a charcoal kind of eye or whatever. And mm-hmm. I went through every possible nude shade in the entire Sephora. I had a, a very patient Sephora employee helping me <laughs> and we ended up back at Dior three different times. And uh, that's eventually wow. what I got. And so I think the Dior lip stuff is amazing and i do like the dior show the the glow drops unfortunately the one mm-hmm. i have right now i realized this weekend is a little too yellow for me so i have to go and get a different shade to match the chanel yeah. shade but um and just for a point of reference if you guys ever see me on instagram and you know i have pale skin so uh of the chanel number one oh i was right it's red camellia that's the flower i use br42 which is beige rose 42. That's the, okay. Just for, uh, you know, cause they have a, a whole list of, you know, all different letters for the undertones. You're smart to go match up to in the store. I think a lot of times we spend so much time and energy picking the wrong color online. Cause those swatches are almost tell. impossible. And I know, I, I know really Kylie Jenner kind yourself. of started it with the arm, you know, everything, and, yeah. which is somewhat helpful when you see a shade, you know, of lip gloss or what, or eyeshadow or whatever on someone's arm. Yeah. 
but that's not really like my arm is a different color than my face because I have a lot of oh my gosh redness in my, my face. underarm, which is what they use all the time. They use the inside of your arm. Yeah, that inside of my arm is several shades whiter than anything yes. on my body, including my face. Right. And I put sunscreen on that religiously every single day. Yeah, that this is like this. I don't even know what this is. It's like an underbelly of skin that just never. It, I, I've tried to tan it. It just doesn't do it. I've even self tanning. Yeah. I think I can't get this. I'm too, the this same color. way. Like my outer arms, I can tan, but the inner, totally. yeah, the inner arm, like the inner forearm, it's like a stripe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always wonder. I mean, I, I think they're doing it there because they're trying to compare that to what your face looks like. But my face is even darker yeah. than that. It, I can't do that. that. It skin. doesn't work. So I end up having to be no. in the store trying something on. I always make sure, like if you're at Sephora, you know they have those those uh, makeup mirror counters in the middle of the store you have you can use that that's fine and then walk over to the window bring a handheld Mm -hmm. mirror and see what it looks like with natural daylight because i have fallen victim to being in a dark or dim department store Saks Fifth Avenue looking at you and I've bought because <laughs> it's a beautiful store but it's very dimly lit inside it's a really old building and I have I have literally bought so many different products and I've walked out thinking I feel and look great and I look like a clown in daylight yeah. so you have You've to make look sure. at multiple lights yes. for sure that's why those mirrors as much as they're kind of annoying you see them on influencers all the time but the different lights oh it's lighting is key, everything because we're in we're in different light every day. We're in offices where it's overhead, terrible fluorescent light, outside light. And look, you're not going to be perfect in every single one or right. any of them. Maybe you won't be perfect, but you can try to at least see what you're going. You're, there's no surprises. Yes. It makes a huge difference. It does. And you can also tell when you hit the natural light, if you need more warmth, if you need to add some bronzer, yeah. you know, to sort of warm up your whole face. It's, it's so important. So just make sure that's one of the reasons why I like Sephora because they are well lit. They do have multiple sources of light, including windows. I mean, unless it's in a mall, but you know, even in the mall, you can walk out into the main area and get a better sense of what the, you know, just get a different look. Yeah. 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 So that's a good tip for sure. Yeah. So anyway, so that's my, that's my 2022. Um, those, my, my beauty purchases that I've liked the most. What are you, are, are you even a person who thinks about like resolutions and the new year? I want to, what do I, what do you want to do? Like I'm not more typically, that's a great goal. I am typically not a person. I don't even know if I got one this year, this last year. I feel like I don't, I don't think I even got one. I got two hydrofacials last year. year. And then yeah. the second half of the year, I did nothing. So yes, hydrofacials, especially, to, I know it's an mm-hmm. investment, but I'm telling you, one hydrofacial can change the world. It will change yeah. your I need world. To, that's really my top, as far as beauty goals go. Um, and especially since we have dry, being, sensitive skin, there's yeah. no heat. It's all cool water. It feels incredible. And the amount of gunk and dead skin that is that is just missing at the end of it, you're like, oh I love my it. God. Yeah. It's so that is definitely, that's my, that was my best beauty splurge of 2022 mm-hmm. for sure. I need to do the hydrofacial. Yeah, I need you to will love it. That's for, for me, the downtime, the, the quiet time is really important and I need to be better to my skin. I was better. I'm better about being more consistent with my skincare. Um, but I just want to take it to the next level this year and just yeah. schedule like quarterly, maybe even uh, I'll aim for twice a year. And if I can do quarterly, I'll be love and life, but sure. at least I can, I can put that on my list of things. What's, what about you? What are you working on? I think facials is a great, that's a great answer. Isn't that a fun one? Yeah. I hadn't yeah. thought about that. Um, I think I just want to be more consistent. Um, mm-hmm. I, in one of the episodes we did at the end of last year, we were talking about 
I didn't know that it was that it had a name, it, but it's called skin cycling. And so yeah. it's every night you because we were talking about our nighttime routines. And so every night, if you do something different, you do a retinol one night, you do a moisture, I call a moisture bomb the next night mm-hmm. or glycolic, whatever it is. So dermatologists call that skin cycling. I need to be more consistent with my skin cycling. And I really like, I'm almost at the point where I might put a little calendar whiteboard next to my sink so I can oh, write, cute. Yeah. you know, like, and just be like R for retinol and, you know, M for moisture bomb, yeah. and, you know, and just, just so, so you know, know where you are. Like, because I, I have the best of intentions every week. Like Sunday night, I tried to do a, a big glycolic treatment, you know, and then it's like mm-hmm. by Tuesday, I've forgotten what I've already done. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I need I need to have it charted and I bet if I gave myself like a 30-day challenge of charting all of the the different skin cycles that I'm doing, yeah. I bet I would see some good results. Cuz it's the You should try it. We should do a month of that. Yeah. It's the consistency that that is really what works the best. There is no one miracle product yep. that you use it once and your whole face is a different person's face. You know, I mean, it's the consistency. Unfortunately, that's not the case. It was like when we did our lip episode, they're not going to blow up overnight, those lip injectors. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's just a product, You're, right? Yeah. We're just working with what God gave you. But if, exactly. you, if we are consistent, I, I I noticed a huge difference when I started doing my skincare every night, a huge difference. Yeah. And nighttime, and it, especially. You just got to stick with it. Yeah. And nighttime, mm-hmm. especially, because that's when, you know, your, your, your liver's flushing out toxins, which your skin you know, has toxins. So like the nighttime is really when vodka. you want to use, yeah, <laughs> wine, vodka, all that stuff. Exactly. All that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You really want to make sure that you're, that the nighttime is when you're using all the expensive stuff. Cause that's when it's going right. to have, you're going to get your most bang for your buck when you're doing it at night. And most of the time I don't even do anything in the morning. So maybe I, that's something I could also add in. And uh, I just like that the Chanel, the Hydra gel cream, I slap that on and during the day and that's all I do. So um, that's pretty good. But, you know, it has look, one of the things that I did that I was impressed with with the Chanel stuff and one of the reasons why it kind of sold me is that there are a lot of clinical results and a lot of clinical trials that they did. And so mm-hmm. I and that's important. I think people tend to overlook that. But those clinical trials are actually like the resource of their third party data when they send out, you know, when they're in a lab, it is very scientific in that sense. Some brands are more science forward than others. I didn't really ever think that Chanel would be a science forward brand, but after reading right. what this whole line with the red camellia flower and they've been studying it for 20 years and stuff. I mean, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of science there and I feel like I can tell in the difference that it makes when I've had it on my skin for a day or, you know, 12, 12 hours or whatever. So I definitely think that the science part of it has caught up with the beauty part what, of the brand. What they're selling. Exactly. So if I'm using hydrogel what- during the day, I know that there's a lot of science behind that. And I can tell because by the end of the day, my skin feels better than it did in the morning. When you started. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of products have caught up. I have been following, I think I told you, have been following this discontinued uh, makeup Instagram. Oh, and yeah. so it shows us all the old skincare and makeup like so that I fun. grew up with. Yeah. And it's so fun to see. But I look at all these like claims with these products and I thought, you know, you're out, you're onto something. I think the science is actually finally caught up to uh, to beauty because there was a lot of stuff they sold us that was not 
feeling very good on well, your Well, and skin. they didn't put the money into the research. That's why right. I would never trust a brand like, you know, until recently, but I wouldn't trust a fashion house to invest because they're putting their to money in leather yeah. goods. They're putting their money right. in things that cost $11,000 to buy a bag. They're not putting, they're not dumping their, their money into research and development for foundation. You know, they sure. know if you're an Emily in Paris fan, which I'm, I've been binging season three. It's so good. Um, but you know, like they know that the, these big fashion brands understand that if someone can get a piece of Chanel for $60 in a bottle of foundation, they're going to go out mm-hmm. and buy it because you still feel like you've got a piece of Chanel. So exactly. what would be the incentive to actually put science into it? Now we're at a right. point where the, the beauty market is so saturated and there are brands coming from South Korea all the time and new brands, you know, from Paris that have never left Paris. There are friends, I have some friends who live in Europe and they go to, you know, Boots, which is like CVS in England. Mm-hmm. And they're getting these, what they, what we over here call the French pharmacy brands, yeah, all the incredible stuff. And they're incredible products and they're cheap. Yeah. They're not expensive and they are amazing products. So I think it's a good it's been a good incentive for bigger fashion houses to go, okay, we got to dump some more actual money into some research here right. and development. We can't be outdone by the Boots brand, which is what was happening. It's totally true. Yeah. Everybody was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I'll just go to CVS and just buy, you know, Maybelline or L'Oreal or whatever. And because those companies, that's their bread and butter. They have to put yep. more into it. So it's all they do. So that's my lecture on the beauty industry. <laughs> I love it. But uh, one last thing before we go. So speaking of, you know, how you were saying like stuff, you know, back in time and like, you know, they made all these promises yeah. and stuff. Okay. I'm transitioning here. It's a hard transition. But we just watched <laughs> the Miss Cleo documentary. Oh, call me now. Yes. That lady? Yes. I love her. Okay. So if you- Is she alive or is she dead? She is no longer with us. Um, okay. I believe she passed away in, which I learned during the documentary. I did not know that she was yeah. not still alive, but she died at age 53. And Ooh, she, young. she had cancer and I believe it was like in 2016 or 2017. But Eesh. what I will say is I love a, I love a good documentary. I love a mm-hmm. documentary. It's not necessarily true crime, but there was some, you know, shenanigans in there. There was stuff. There was yeah. stuff. And and naturally, it's like, you know, the two old white guys at the top who were the schemers and scamming people. And she was pretty much a victim of her contract. And there's a whole lot in there. But I had no idea. I didn't know anything about her. She was just mm-hmm. the call me now. Like, that's it. Like that's, I loved it. I, I mean, <laughs> the Psychic Friends Network, right? Or was it? No, it was her. Was it the Psychic Friends? No, that she was wasn't Dionne Psychic Warwick. Friends. That was like Dionne Warwick. She was yeah. on the Psychic <laughs> Psychic Readers Network or something, PRN, okay. I think, because they were talking about that a lot. And <laughs> and it's an expose, just in case you've ever called, you know, a psychic hotline. It's an expose on what you're actually getting and who's behind the phone calls. It so can't be anybody worth it, right? It's they're not a no, call center. Yeah, it's a call center and, and they have a script and no one's an actual psychic and, you know, but so they were, it's very entertaining. Shocking. I know. Right. So it's entertaining in that sense, but it's also very, um, it's very illuminating about Miss Cleo herself. And I don't want to spoil anything. She had a very interesting life and there was a lot really? more. Yes. 
like Lewis and I were looking at each other. I'm like, I love when a documentary, you think it's going to go one way and then it goes the other way. It's, you know, it zags instead of zigs. And I'm like, oh my God, this was, this kind of blew my mind. There was a, there's a, it's, really? it's, it's good. Yeah. All right. But I, I said to Lewis, Mama Cleo. I said to Lewis, I go, all I ever think of is Jen doing, call me now. Like, call <laughs> me now. <laughs> See, you have like her exact tone. <laughs> that lady, I loved her on those infomercials. I never called that one when I was a young kid though. I don't know. You, Cause I'm like, I think, what am I? Two, three, four years older than you? I don't even know. Um, We're all in the same, we're in the same rowboat. <laughs> so Jean Dixon, do you remember her? Mm-hmm. Your mom will. Fancy Nancy. No, no, I know who Jean she Dixon. is. Okay, you're going to laugh. I know who she is because she appeared on an episode of Golden Girls. When That's probably right because that was her heyday. It was the late 80s and she was Ronald Reagan's astrologist actually. Okay, so I, I, I okay, so that makes sense too, right? I knew he had an and I knew he had an astrologer that he was Nancy was into Nancy it. Was Nancy into was it. yeah. Big into the astrology. Yeah. And you know Ronald Reagan and I shared the same birthday, so maybe I, I should I don't know, maybe she was extra accurate. You it's but, you Ronald Reagan, Bob Marley, uh Zsa Gabor and Axel Rose. But isn't there, isn't also, I know Bill Gates. We're a motley crew. Bill Gates is also mm-hmm. in February. He's an Aquarius. Is so he? is Oprah. He's not on my birthday, but he's a, probably yeah. an Aquarius. There's a, yeah. Richard Branson. Anyway. The, the Aquarians are the philanthropists of the Zodiac. So that's why all yeah, of them are We're the suckers into- is what you could call us. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to, my mom would allow me every once in a while to call Jean Dixon because she would call Jean Dixon. And then I, of course, I would want to call Was it Jean actually Dixon her on the phone? It was a recorded message. And I thought to myself, this woman's really raking it in. All you have to do is read 12 horoscopes every day, right? And then all of a sudden, you're just raking in the dough. People call for Aquarius, press one. For Capricorn, press two. And then you just hit your thing and you're getting your astrology reading. Of course, I don't think we could even press it. We probably had to use the old dial, you know, the zinc. Well, the thing with the thing that's interesting with Miss Cleo and with all of those, I don't think Jean Dixon ever got in trouble. I don't think she ever did. She didn't. No, it was just horoscopes on the phone. That's all it was. Yeah. Um, The thing about the the because that's what people did before the interwebs, (laughs) where you could just look up your horoscope. Right. Um, The thing that that's interesting about the Miss Cleo stuff is the Federal Trade Commission got involved. Because right. they were making, even though they had like this little disclaimer at the bottom of the screen, apparently that said like for entertainment purposes only or something like that, it was not but enough. I believe they took them down. Actually, didn't the FTC take them down? Yep they uh, yeah. they agreed to. They sent out all these like collection notices to people, and people couldn't afford it. They had a couple hundred right. dollars for one phone call. Like it was really it was extortion. But um. Yeah, it was. It's it's an interesting story, and it's and it was like right at that time, you know, in the in the late. I guess it was mid to late nineties, right? I, I guess that's about it, right. Yeah, like late nineties, maybe even around the year two thousand, two thousand one. When people would still call because right. you weren't using, you weren't doing that online, and you wanted a psychic. You thought you were getting a psychic, right? And it's you know, and it's also sad because there there are a lot of elements to it, and I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but. I had no idea like her personal story was really interesting. I think you would like it a sad? lot. Um, was it a sad story? Sad and and happy and joyous. It just okay. really interesting. But like just stuff I had no idea about her. You know, I mean, huh. I don't think well, anyone none of us really knew anything knew. except she would 
wear that like gypsy. I don't even know if we can say gypsy. Is that PC? But she had like a gypsy headband Her on. Jama- yeah, she was ball. Jamaican with the Caribbean <laughs> accent. That's also in and there. She had the accent. She'd have the crystal ball, but she'd have the weird scarf thing tied. It was, yeah. yeah, it was the whole thing. Well, the accent gets addressed. <laughs> oh, so she's not even. Call me now. <laughs> Call me now. Yeah, it's... Um, Am I just as Jamaican as she is? Is that more funny? <laughs> that would be a good guess. <laughs> Not Jamaican at all. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm I believe her attorney's answer was, it was the most brilliant two sentences of nothing. And she's <laughs> as Jamaican as anyone else who identifies as Jamaican. I mean, Ooh, it was I like this. It was when like, they go to the identifying as something. Was, yeah, that's And this good. is back way before anybody, you know, was saying, was using the term, I identify as this or that's that. so funny. So yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good documentary. It's on HBO Max and uh, it is definitely worth checking out. And I think it's just called Call Me Now. So it's That's so the Miss Cleo right. story. I'll have to do it. Yeah, Miss Cleo it's, story. it's worth Mama it. Cleo. You watch it with your Love mom because your mom will remember you wanting to call Jean Dixon <laughs> all the time. Can we call? Can we call? <laughs> Wasn't Jean Dixon's? Am I making this up? I feel like my mom told me once that Jean Dixon's sister was Dear Abby. Is there a connection there? Or am I making that up? Gosh, that sounds vaguely familiar. I don't know. know. We'll have to look that up. Ask your mom. I feel like your mom would know. (laughs) We should. uh, Yeah, we'll call a mom and we'll figure out if that's true or not. (laughs) I know there's some, there was some, Dear Abby was, wasn't she Ann Lander's sister? I don't know. We sound, well, we sound like we're, we're too young for this conversation. Maybe we'll have to look it up. It's a, we can we'll get it it's always good to sound too young for a conversation. <laughs> Ann Landers, Dear Abby, and Mama Cleo and Jean Dixon. How about that? <laughs> I think I'm feeling 30. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which is fine with me. All right. Thank you guys. I'll take it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a very, very happy new year. And um, thanks for supporting us. And we're excited to have Jen bust open all her Christmas gifts and test out all those new products. And uh, of course, we'll always bring you our um, pop culture suggestions for what to stream and what to watch. (laughs) Call me now. Like the Golden Girls. That's mine for the year. (laughs) It's a new little hot show that no one's discovered yet called the Golden Girls. A hot foursome bigger than the Beatles. And I say hot because they're all in menopause. (laughs) Right. Literally warm. Right. Literally. (laughs) So thank you guys so much. We will talk to you next week.